Amen. Mark chapter 6 and verse 45. And straightway he constrained his disciples to get into the ship and to go to the other side before unto Bethsaida while he sent away the people. And when he had sent them away, he departed into a mountain to pray. And when even was come, the ship was in the midst of the sea, and he alone on the land. And he saw them toiling in rowing. For the wind was contrary unto them. And about the fourth watch of the night he came unto them walking upon the sea and would have passed by them. But when they saw him walking upon the sea, they supposed it had been a spirit and cried out. For they all saw him and were troubled. And immediately he talked with them and saith unto them, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And he went up unto them into the ship. And the wind ceased. And they were sore amazed in themselves beyond measure and wondered, for they considered not the miracle of the loaves. For their heart was hardened. There's a lot that transpired in that text that I just read to you tonight. And and I'm not going to be foolish enough to try to preach everything that is in this text tonight. But I want to pull from that 48th verse, if I may, and I just want to kind of pull out of this maybe a simple point that we, I, I really feel that needs to be preached tonight. Now, there are times that I preach, have no idea what I'm preaching to, who I'm preaching to. There are times when I preach and I think that I know where my target is. And then there are times when I preach when I absolutely know where the target is. And tonight I am may not wax too eloquent tonight. But God has spoken a word into my spirit, and it's for a few people that are in this house tonight. There's a handful of people that need to hear what I'm going to preach tonight. And if you listen with an open heart and mind tonight, I believe God is going to minister to some spirits in this house tonight. He is going to send ministering spirits through his word tonight that is going to speak to your heart tonight. And if that's you, I want you just to open your heart And see what God has. I'm going to preach from the 48th verse tonight. He saw them toiling in rowing. I'm going to preach tonight. Rowing against the wind. Rowing against the wind. Lord, help us tonight to preach what you have laid upon our heart. What you've spoken into my spirit. And I'm praying right now, God, for 
specific individuals in this house tonight, God, that you may not make it obvious to multiple people in the room, but to them, the light of your word comes on, and they know, God, that you have sent a word in due season to their life right now. I come humbled tonight, God, that you would choose to use me. But I pray right now for the unction and anointing of the Holy Ghost to flow through the voice of the man you've chosen to speak this word tonight, God, and that your spirit would speak what my vocabulary lacks the ability to speak and that hearts are touched tonight. In the name of Jesus, we ask. In Jesus' name, amen and amen and amen. Turn to a couple of people around you and just say, rowing against the wind, rowing against the wind. To be spiritually in this kind of situation is a horrible situation to be in. I'm not going to preach this message from a negative point of view tonight of rowing against the wind or fighting against the will of God. I could go so many different directions with this subject matter tonight, but I don't feel that I'm speaking tonight to individuals who are fallen out of safety with the Lord. Matter of fact, I don't believe that I am preaching to the backslidden, nor those that have given up on the Lord. I'm not preaching to those who are throwing in the towel. I'm not preaching to those who are not making headway in the kingdom of God, although this is the target that I'm speaking to tonight because the enemy is using anything and everything that he can possibly throw in your way and put against you for you to believe that you are doing everything within your power and you are making no headway. And the enemy is using this to discourage you, to cause you to lose faith, to lose confidence in God, to lose confidence in what God has called you to do. He is fighting and warring against you from every angle. He can possibly war against you. But I want to come tonight with a word from the Lord and encourage somebody tonight that is in the middle of rowing and you are in the will of God and you are doing what God has called you to do and I want to speak a word of faith into your spirit tonight and tell you that you are not rowing in vain. You are simply rowing against the wind. And it may be that God has ordered the steps into the storm and into the situation that God has appointed this hour and this time for you. Although I did not come with a resolve and answer your question of why. That you are in the position that you're in and you are in the, 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 the storm and you are in the throes of rowing and you're in the labor of rowing. But I do come tonight to speak a word into your spirit and tell you tonight that your rowing is not in vain. Pick up the... 
oar and keep on paddling. Keep on pushing. Keep on rowing. Keep on working. Keep on laboring. Keep on praying. Keep on being faithful for you. You are in the will of God and you are working in the kingdom of God. This too shall pass. The issue is that in this situation, you feel like you are the only one there. I can't help anybody in this room tonight that does not allow me to help them. But if you will open your heart and open your, your ears tonight to what God is speaking into your spirit, God's going to minister to somebody before you leave here. We have all been there. I have been there. Many have been there. We have gone through these times in our life when it seems like that we pray about it and we listen to preaching and we read books about it and we try to figure it all out. And still it seems like that we are stuck. It seems like that there is no way out, that we we're trying to serve the Lord. We are doing our best to do what God has called us to do, what God has asked us to do. We are working in the kingdom of God. We are doing our best spiritually. It seems like that we are aching to move up. It's not from lack of desire. It's not from lack of willingness. It's not the lack of submission. It's not the lack of your want to. It is not because you have sin in your life. It is because God has brought you to this point and there is a purpose that is greater than what you are able to see. In the middle of this discourse that God has placed uh, in your path, in the middle of this situation that you're walking through today, it's very easy to become distraught and forget about what God has already done in your past. Remember that the closing of the text that I read tonight speaks about there was a purpose for uh, what had gone for what they were going through that they were distraught in the storm. They thought that they were going to die. They thought that God had forgotten them. They thought that God had forsaken them. There's a little phrase in that text that I read tonight at the conclusion of the portion of scripture that I read and says it says and uh, they forgot uh, they forgot about the miracle of the loaves. They forgot about the miracle of the loaves. I want you to look at your neighbor and ask them, did you forget about the loaves? Did you forget about the, don't forget about the loaves. Don't, whatever you do, don't forget about the loaves. You see, there was a time when you didn't know how or where or what God was going to do, but God chose to, to take that moment and that time to perform a miracle in your life and he did it so you could remember it in the next storm that you faced in your future. But when you go into your future and you deal with a storm in your, your future, your memory better be anchored in the miracle of the loaves. You better never forget what you have been through and what God brought you 
out of and what is behind you because the miracle of the loaves is to get you through the miracle of the storm and the struggle of the storm. In the middle of it all, don't forget about the miracle of the loaves. When you forget about the miracle of the loaves, you believe you're going to die in the storm. When you forget about the miracle of the loaves, you become distraught. You become negative. You find every reason to talk about everything that is going wrong, the way the world has fallen apart, the way your world has fallen apart. I come tonight to encourage somebody and tell you that the Lord had never left you alone. You may have left him a time or two, but he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you, but I I will be with you. As a matter of fact, in my text, the Bible said that he walked by and thought that they had not even noticed because their focus was so much on the storm that they weren't even looking or expecting for Jesus to show up. I feel the help of the Holy Ghost in the house tonight, and I want to preach to somebody and tell somebody in this house tonight that while you're in the storm and you think God is not watching because he's not right there you're looking around thinking I'm here and you forget about the loaves and you forget about his presence and while you are questioning your future he's standing on the shore watching you row into the wind He could have spoke peace from the seashore. He could have calmed the storm there. He could have stopped it right there. The issue is the things you're troubled about, he has control over. And right now you may be troubled about it and you may feel like that that, that, that there's never going to be a way out. And there's some problems and some situations that may you feel like they're holding you back and you can't accomplish what you're wanting to accomplish because you were being held, you were rowing, but it seems like that you're not getting anywhere in your rowing. Tell your neighbor, you're not alone. It happens in the church all the time. It happens in life all the time. It happens to the young and the old alike. It's difficult to row into the wind. I grew up, my dad had a little cabin out on the Sabine River. He would warn me often, son, be careful. If you ever fall in, be careful. The current is very strong here. Our cabin was in the bend of a river. It was about 70 feet deep. Most of the time in deep areas, the current would not be strong. But in this area, there were were undercurrents that flowed through. And if you were out in the river, you would even see it it looked like big swirls 
in the water. If your boat was not was drifting and you got into those areas, it literally would take a small boat and would send it into a circle. They were very powerful. I never I was blessed to never fall into one or swim into one of such undercurrents. But strong swimmers have swam into them. And there is a suction that is pulling down. It is pulling you in. It is pulling. It will pull you under. And it will will wear out a strong swimmer. And a weak swimmer may have absolutely no chance. My dad would tell me over and again, son, no matter who comes to visit, no matter who comes out and wants to go swimming, do not swim in this area of the river. Do not jump in and swim across the river. He would tell me, don't swim here. You need to go. And he would point to another area. He would say, go there. Go to that area, but don't swim here. It's dangerous here. There are undercurrents here. There's all sorts of things here. There are some things that you were never made to get into. But the issue is, is sometimes we get in the storm. Sometimes there are situations that come that are out of our control. And the first thing we start thinking about is what is going to happen in the end. We worry and we fret over it. I remember jumping in the river a few times and swimming. And I remember what it was like in the current. My dad would tell me, don't swim until you wear yourself out. Turn downstream. Set yourself at an angle and swim toward the shore at an angle. And before long, you will come back. There was an old rope out at the river. My parents said don't ever swing off of the rope what they didn't know didn't hurt them and occasionally I would swing off of the rope and into the river I would land and I would come up and begin to swim and I would set myself at an angle and depending on the water level depending on how uh, how swift the current was would, would depend on how far that I would be down the river sometimes I would go clear past the normal get out point and we would be way down the river and, and, and we would be swimming but if you ever turned upstream and began to try to swim into the current I, I learned it is just it will wear you down but it is impossible I wasn't a strong enough swimmer to swim against the current I, I was blessed as a kid growing up, but my dad never saw the need to invest in good boats and equipment. Our boat usually didn't run, and when it did run, it would get you away from the camp and then break down. And so after a few two or three mile walks from downstream somewhere, I learned to always do my fishing and boating upstream. There's great wisdom being taught here, young people. I would always go upstream, even to this day. I'm very careful. I'm always very careful. If I have a choice, can I go upstream or downstream? I'm going to go upstream. And if you don't know the reason that is, you need to inquire of life. Because it's hard to go upstream even with a paddle. But if you're downstream and you're without a paddle, you're in real big trouble. Uh, Get ready to walk a while. I remember one night my brother and sister-in-law and I were way downstream, two or three, four miles downstream. And the boat quit. It stopped running. And we had to find our way, make our way to a sandbar far down the river. It was a long, long, dark and lonely walk up the riverside. 
And uh, there were all sorts of horror stories from uh, that little stretch of road. And to top it all off, we had one light in the boat. And that light ran off of a 12-volt car battery that was in the boat with us. The only way to have a light was to carry a car battery about three or four miles up the side of the river. And we did. We did. I remember that journey back up the side. It was difficult. It was harsh. It was hard trying to get back to where that we were. I, I have tried. I have been in situations. I, we, we were blessed to be on the lake last week, and, and I went to an area. The wind was blowing quite strong, and I have been on that lake in strong winds, and it's no place for the faint of heart to be. And uh, so we found a place close to, to camp, and we got off into a cove, but the wind was still blowing, and they were still drawing water at the dam, creating some current. And the current was, was being drawn in the same direction that the wind was blowing. And so I chose to go to a particular area that did not suit the fancy of my sweet wife and sister Cheryl. They were afraid that uh, just a little while earlier they had seen a, they had seen a snake. And uh, when they saw the snake, they didn't want to get anywhere close to anywhere any vegetation was. They wanted to find a place with no vegetation and be out. And I tried to explain to them, this is not a good choice. They said, go back to where you went yesterday. And so we went back to where we went yesterday. We threw out the anchor, jumped out into the water. And in a matter of moments, I looked around and realized we were being swept away with the current and the wind. We started swimming and we would swim back to the boat. And in just a matter of just a moment, we would all be taken away again. And we would swim. It didn't take long until we become weary and we became tired. It was a short excursion of swimming. Only a few moments and everybody was getting back out of the water because we were worn out. We were tired. We had been swimming against the wind and swimming against the current. I, I just want to tell you that there, when you get in these situations in life and spiritually and, and however it may come against you, can I tell you that it will weary you. It will tire you. Don't be weary in well-doing. You may be rowing and it seems hard and you're not going anywhere and it happens. But I want to preach more than just a little lesson about how to row and how to navigate the current. But I want you to understand something. There are some things in your life that the only answer is for you to let God get on board with you in the middle of the situation and get your confidence in God and get reassured that you're not alone in the storm. You're not against the will of God in the storm that you're rowing against the wind was designed by God for a purpose that you'll understand somewhere down the road get in the boat get God in the boat and keep on rowing keep on rowing and keep on rowing there are just some things that we have to learn to row through but there are some storms that all the rowing in the world is not going to get you through in those situations there is only one thing that can happen and that is that you've got to get the faith and the confidence that God cares about you that he's looking for you that he'll come to your rescue that he'll come to where you are and that he will speak peace to your storm when it is time to speak peace to your storm 
Now let's look at what was happening in our text now. Jesus had been teaching them and he had healed the sick and they had all just witnessed one of the greatest miracles of 5,000 bellies being filled with five loaves and two fish. And, 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 and now they've all got the victory and it was all a wonderful time. Then Jesus looks at his disciples and he said, get in the boat now and row, row to the other side and I will meet you there. I have lived long enough to know that when such an order is given, the first thing I'm going to do is say, why am I rowing and you're walking? They're filled with the victory. Jesus tells them to go to the other side. My question for you, did the Lord know the storm was coming? Do you think he was caught by surprise? Do you think all of a sudden in the middle of the night that a storm blew up that he didn't know about? Or do you think that he told them to get in the boat and row to the other side because he had a lesson? That could only be taught with them in a boat going through a storm. There are times when God holds your hand. But there's some times that you're going to have to learn to navigate alone. Because he knew that it wasn't going to be too long until he was going to a cross. And the mission and purpose of what he was sent for was going to have to be carried forward. And the only way it was going to be carried forward was to be carried forward by faith. They were going to have to have faith when they physically couldn't see him. To know he said, I will be there. I will meet you there. If he tells you I'm going to meet you on the other side you're not going to die in the storm he's already predestined it that I'll see you on the other side three or four people got what I just said if God is speaking direction in your life take off after it go after it with all the tenacity you have if he said I'll meet you on the other side he'll be there and you will be too I wonder, now the first question, I wonder if Jesus was caught off guard by the storm. I wonder if he knew what was going to happen. Or did human nature surprise him? Because it surprises me sometimes. Do you think possibly that it was a test of their faith? Now, I just performed the miracle of the loaves. Now, get in the boat and go to the other side. I'll meet you there. Knowing a storm was coming, the Lord just wanted to know if they were willing to, by faith, get in the boat and row. I wonder sometimes, what purpose is it why? I, I, maybe I'm preaching a whole lot to myself tonight. Sometimes I pray and nothing happens. I have a prayer meeting. Dylan sees four angels. I don't even feel God. 
I fast. I get a headache. I get sick. I get grouchy. I get hungry. Well, I don't care for it. We come and have great church. Good services. Leave and go home. My wife's encouraging me. Oh, babe, you preach so wonderful today. I'm so proud you preach so good. My boys come by. Man, Dad, good word today. Really? I didn't get much out of it. I enjoyed the singing more than I enjoyed the preaching. I heard that message about eight hours and studying. It still hasn't done anything to me. I pray nothing happens. I know you're going to leave me up here all by myself and lack all sanctimonious. I come to church sometimes, worship, praise God. In my heart, I'm just thrilled. I look on this platform. Look around at this incredible congregation and I feel so blessed. But sometimes I leave and go home and my wife says, good job. And the boys say, good job. And I get home and I sit down and I feel like, I'm so tired of the stress. Why am I feeling depressed? Just had good church. Just had prayer meeting. Just baptize somebody. Just had somebody get the Holy Ghost. Yeah, but you don't know what I'm going through. You don't understand all the things that are wrong. I got this problem and I got that problem and I got this issue and I got that issue. Oh, I know y'all have no issues. I'm just up here making all this up for myself. Everybody else seems to just be on cloud nine. Did you see them when they shouted and ran the aisles? Been a long time since that's happened for me. Man, wasn't that good? Oh, it was wonderful. What? I don't know what you're feeling. I'm not feeling it. I don't know what you're seeing and I'm not seeing it. Because in the storm, it's easy to forget the miracle that He's just brought you through. Because our belly's hungry again. Because the bank account's low again. Because the body's not feeling good again. Because everybody's not praising us again. Because I didn't get the position I wanted on the job. Because everybody's not lifting me up. And then life is hitting me. Just get in and keep rowing. Just get in and keep rowing. I tell you, I've been to 14 prayer meetings and God hasn't answered it yet. What are you going to do? Show up to prayer meeting 15 and 16 and 17 and 18 and 25 until He answers and I'll still show up. 
it doesn't matter if the whole world is against you. I battled on the direction for this message tonight in the early stages of preparation until God zoned me in. But I'm still going to throw this in for good measure, although it may not be exactly fitting. But the world has another current and another wind that is blowing. Don't ever get in the current with the world and go with the flow of the world. Get up and row against the wind. Row against the current. Row against the tide. Sing in Jesus' name. Shout in Jesus' name. Declare it by faith in Jesus' Jesus name. Don't let life in the world and peer pressure cause you to turn around and go with the tide. Keep rowing against the tide. He said, I'll see you on the other side. Doesn't matter if the whole world is against you. It doesn't matter what, how bad the storm is. The Lord knows where you are. Because he sent you into it. Get in the ship and row to the other side. He knows where you are because he ordered your steps. And he knows what you're going through because he ordered the wind. He ordered it in your life for this season for a purpose. You think that God doesn't know what the devil's bringing against you? Sometimes our prayer goes like this. God, I know you don't know what I'm going through, but the devil's coming against me. God, you've got to come on the scene. Lord, if you've forgotten where I'm at, you've got to come on the scene because the devil's against me, God. Really? I know, because I prayed those prayers. We forget he knows all about the storm. He's the one told me to row to the other side. Can I be real with you? There's been a few times in this building project. Matter of fact, just a few months ago, and I never spoke it. I'm glad I'm beyond this, but I am going to speak it to you now. But there was a point just before that loan issue went through. That I reached a point that I even spoke and said, I wish to God I had never heard of a building project at Christian Life Church. I would rather have 14 services on Sunday in this building than stay right where we are. I was frustrated. I was offended. I was hurt. I was aggravated. I, 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 I was any, if you can be it, I was it. You think up a word, I probably fit the, 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 the description. And some of those words you don't need to be thinking up anyway. <laughs> Going to rebuke that right now. But I may have been that too. And one night I was in prayer. And the Lord spoke to me and said, Did I not tell you did I not order this for you? Did I not direct this for you? I got up from that prayer meeting that night and I said, thank you, Lord, for reminding me that you ordered this storm and that in your time it's all going to come to pass and it's all going to come together. 
And every time I feel frustration starting to come, I'm just like, okay, God, you ordered this, so now you just give direction. Because you haven't left me since the first time I ever spoke the vision into this congregation, and you haven't left me this far, and you're not going to leave me because you said, do it, and I will do it. In other words, you get in and row to the other side. I'll meet you there. But between here and there, there's going to be a few storms that you're going to have to go through. It's easy to be faithful when everything is going well. God has not called us to be successful. He has called us to be faithful. And some folks feel like their lack of success in accomplishing what they want to accomplish means they're not doing what God is wanting them to do. The devil is a lie. I come to you to tell you tonight that your success in your mind is not how God views success. You need to step out on faith, get a hold of an oar, and say, I'm going to paddle against the wind and paddle against the wind until he says, I will speak peace to the storm. Keep rowing until he shows up. I just feel like God wants somebody to know tonight in the middle of the storm, be faithful until he shows up because he's coming. You may feel like you're not getting anywhere when you're rowing against the wind, but that doesn't mean that you're out of the will of God. It just, it may just be a test. Jesus didn't give them a weather report nor tell them anything about the storm. He just told them, get in the boat and row to the other side. I want to know what kind of faith you have in God tonight. If he tells you, get up and row, are you going to say, well, wait a minute. Let me check. He's saying, take no thought for tomorrow. Get in the boat and start rowing. What if a storm comes? Keep rowing. What if this happens? Keep rowing. Keep rowing. Keep rowing. Often the worst kind of the storms are the ones that you didn't see coming. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, there it is. John's gospel says it like this. A great wind blew. I want you to see this. They just witnessed the miracle of 5,000 being fed. They're on a spiritual high, which sometimes makes us more susceptible to the enemy. After you've been blessed, when you've been healed, and God's really touched you and you're on fire, after you've sat in heavenly places on Sunday, you get up and go to work on Monday, and the world falls apart. Hello? The car breaks down, the boss gets mad, the child gets sick, anything that could go wrong does go wrong. The devil takes claim for everything that happens, and you believe it's his fault. But it was God that said, get in the boat and go. Anybody relate to what I'm preaching tonight? God says, don't forget the victory 
of your past. Here are the disciples out in the boat in the storm. The Bible said they didn't consider the miracle of the loaves and the fishes. In other words, they forgot about the victory from just a few hours earlier. They just get up from the, the, the miracle supper, get out in the middle of the boat, and already had forgotten about it. Look, I, I feel the Holy Ghost tonight. Some of us need to stop forgetting so quickly what God has done for us and let fear direct our future because we are afraid of, the, of, of something that may come to pass in our future. You're exactly right. You could die on your way home tonight. You could die in your bed tonight. You may not make it tomorrow. You may not make it into your future. The, the, you could go bankrupt next week. I don't know what's going to happen, but I know this much. He brought me this far, and he's not going to leave me. If I go through bankruptcy, he's with me. If I go through sickness, he's with me. If he takes me out of here, I'm with him. All I know is I want to be where he tells me to be when he tells me to be there. Get me in a boat. Give me an oar. I'm rowing to the other side where there's wind coming. Keep on rowing. There's a storm rowing uh, coming against us. Keep on rowing. It's easy to be faithful at camp meeting. It's easy to be spiritual on Sunday. It's easy to live for God when the pastor and parents are around. It's easy to have victory when everything's going good. But I want to see what you're made of when I'm standing on the seashore, says the Lord, looking out, saying, I ordered the storm and ordered you into it. Now let me see what kind of faith that you're going to face it with. What would have happened if one of the disciples would have stood up and spoke a word of faith in the middle of that storm? I don't know. What happened when a couple of them walked by the temple and a lame man that had been laid there from for a while Ask of them alms, and they said, we're broke, bro. I don't have nothing to give you. But somebody found the courage to say, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Rise up and walk. What if we got that kind of boldness and that kind of faith? What if we got the boldness to believe that the miracles that Jesus performed, he said, greater things than these shall you do. Reach a point where you've got the faith to look the storm in the face and say, I rebuke you, storm. The Lord told me to paddle this way. I'm not turning around because of the storm. I'm not, def- not going to retreat because a storm is coming my way. I'll row into you, baby. I'm going into you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The odds look slim, but I'm going into the storm. By faith. You got to get this. I promise I won't be too much longer. The Bible says they toiled against the waves. Everybody say they toiled. You know I'm not a Greek and Hebrew scholar. Spencer, I'll leave that for you. But the Greek word... That is translated to they toiled against the storm. They toiled. It means they were tormented. (laughs) 
feel the Holy Ghost so powerful up in here right now. They were tormented by the storm. That's why you can't sleep at night. That's why you're frustrated. That's why you're fretting. That's because you forgot about the miracle of yesterday and you're letting the storm torment you. You're letting the storm torment you instead of speaking faith into it and say the God that supplied the loaves yesterday will supply whatever I need to face the future. I will walk into this storm. I will row into this storm by faith in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You are wearing yourself out rowing and fighting waves and you don't feel like you're getting anywhere. It's because you're rowing without faith. Get some faith with your rowing. Start speaking to the storm. I may be rowing, I may be weary, but I'm going to keep rowing by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith. Watch this now. They're panicking. They forget about the miracle. They're panicking. And they think they see a ghost. And they believed that they were going to die. That's what fear will do. That's what the lack of faith will do. How in the world will I ever get through this? They look around, and when they see Jesus, they didn't recognize him as Jesus. They cried out for fear. Get this, get this. They didn't cry out for faith. They cried out for fear. We sit and worry and and fret. And it's constantly on our mind and it is tormenting us because we believe that the storm is going to destroy us when the Lord gave definite direction and said, row to the other side, I'll meet you there. But when you forget about what God has done in your past, you will forget about him when fear strikes. That's why that you've got to keep your mind stayed on the Lord and keep your faith strong. So when the faith comes, when fear begins to try to rise up against you in the middle of the storm, you can look at it and speak a word of faith in the middle of a storm. If what people hear from you in the middle of the storm is how the world has fallen apart, it probably will. But when you get in the middle of the storm and you will begin to speak a word of faith, it will scare the devil half to death because he's used to human nature taking over. But when faith takes over, it defies human nature. Faith always defies human reasoning. I'm in the middle of a storm, but I'm getting through it by faith. I'm going to make it to the other side by faith. The Lord has ordered me into this storm. He told me to row to the other side. He'll meet me there. I'm going to go until I get there. So they cry out for fear. Jesus responds. They don't even believe it's him. You know know the whole story. Finally, finally he gets on the ship. 
And when he gets in the ship, he speaks to the storm and it ceases. What we want is for him to speak protection over our future. And our path be so perfect that there be no storm clouds in our way. But God has never worked that way. He's always used the storm to perfect your faith. And to see if you remember the loaves. I wish somebody tonight that is facing the storm of your life and you know that you are up against it and you don't know what you're going to do or what your future is going to look like, that you would not speak one negative word about it. You would, you would get a, an oar in your hand and say, God says row, I'm going to keep rowing. I'm in this thing and I'm going to keep rowing because God says it's what I'm going to do. I'm not letting fear dictate me. I'm not going to panic. I'm not going to get filled with fear. I'm not going. And when I see him coming on the scene, I'm not going to think it's a death angel. I'm going to recognize him for who he is. I'm going to see him for who he is. I come tonight to let somebody know that fear must not control your future. That God is in control of your life. If you've been faithful to him, he'll be faithful to you. You may be in the storm tonight. You need to get an oar in your hand and start speaking a word of faith. Start speaking to the storm. I dare somebody tonight to begin to speak a word of faith against your storm right now and say, I'm not seeing him anywhere, but I got the faith to know he saved me yesterday. He'll save me today. I got the faith to know he fed me yesterday. He'll feed me tomorrow. He told me to go this way. I'm going Going this way by faith. Throw your hands in the air right now and let the Holy Ghost rain begin to fall in this house from the front to the back right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I feel faith rising in the house. God is wanting to minister strength and help and hope to somebody. When he speaks the wind and the waves, obey him. You have nothing to fear. You have nothing to fear but fear. All you got to do is keep rowing. Keep rowing. Keep rowing. Yeah, I'm in the wind, pastor. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. We're going to make it out the other side. This, is, this too is going to pass. Come on, put your hands in the air all over this building. No, no spectators tonight. Nobody looking around tonight. There's some folks that need a, they need a miracle in their life tonight. They need God to speak some hope and deliverance to them right now. There's some folks that need to receive it right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know where you are. You know what you're going through. And you know this preacher has preached into your life tonight. And I come with faith humbly telling you this is not going to get the best of you. It's going to pass in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, lift up your voice. 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 Let the devil know you're still alive tonight. Let the devil know you're not dead. 
Let the devil know that you're not going to allow fear to dictate you. You will speak a word of faith in the name of the Lord. Come on, husbands, go grab your wife right now. Wives, go grab your husband. Kids, go grab your parents right now. Make your way to the front of this room together. We're going to let faith arise in families tonight. God is going to perform some miracles tonight. It's going to happen in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's going to happen in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, let faith arise. Let faith arise. Don't just walk up here out of duty. I want you to walk up here by faith tonight. Walk up here by faith tonight. Go ahead and call on the Lord right now. Go ahead and call on the Lord right now. Go ahead and call on Him right now. There is a wind of the Holy Ghost about to blow through this place. There is a wind of the Holy Ghost about to blow through this place right now. There are storms going to cease tonight. There are emotional problems that are going to be healed tonight. There are relationship issues that are going to come to resolve tonight. In the name of Jesus. 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 Come on, this is hard work. It's rowing. Come on, we're rowing by faith right now. This is hard labor. There's going to be a breakthrough in the house. There's going to be a breakthrough in somebody's life tonight. It's going to come. It's going to happen in just a moment. Yes. Come on, nobody looking around right now. Pastor, I'm not going through a storm. You're, you don't know what's going to face you tomorrow. You don't know what your neighbor's going through. Everybody in the house right now. Everybody in the house engage in what God is doing right now. Engage in what God is wanting to do right now. Yes. Come on with a loud voice. Lift up your voice like a trumpet unto the Lord. And begin to declare begin to declare I'm going to make it I'm going to make it the storm will pass over I will make it come on every hand in the building lifted in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ in the name of the Lord Jesus in the name of the Lord Jesus Come on, there's a wind of the Holy Ghost in this place. God's ministering to hearts, to lives, and to minds all over the building. In the name of Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I worship you, mighty God. 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 There's something that we all have to understand in this building. Four chapters before Jesus, he was on the shoreline and the storm was 
brewing as we heard tonight and he walked over to where they were and Peter walked on the water with him. But four chapters before that in Matthew chapter 8, the disciples were once again in a boat and the storm was brewing. And they began to run around saying, what shall we do? What shall we do? And they went into the bottom of the boat and they said, Jesus, you need to wake up for we perish. See, the problem is we decide that we're going to perish before we recognize that he's in the boat with us. He's not just on the shore, but before he was ever on the shore and before he ever walked on the water, he was in the boat with you right where you're at. The scripture says that he sees the end from the beginning or he wrote the end from the beginning. So before the beginning ever happened, he knew right where he wanted you to end up. What am I trying to say tonight? That there's somebody in here. You're walking through a storm right now. There's somebody in here. You're in a season of life that you didn't ask for. And you feel like you're all alone. You feel like you're by yourself. But I wish that somebody in the house would lift up your hands and lift up your eyes and look forward under the hills from which cometh your help because he's with you tonight. He's dwelling with you tonight. He's in the boat with you tonight. And he's not willing to put something on you that you can't bear. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ is what I wish would happen in this place. If you recognize tonight that you're in a storm, if you recognize that you're in a season of life and you know that it's difficult, would you just lift a hand up right now? All around the building, if you're in a storm in life and you need the help of the Lord, you need God to intervene into something, just slip up a hand right now. I'm going to ask you just to make your way forward. Push forward as hard as you can. If you just lifted a hand, if you know that you're in a storm and you need the help of the Lord, just step forward tonight. Here's a second question that I'm going to ask. If you've ever been in a storm in life and God has delivered you out of the storm, I want you just to lift a hand up right now. Look all over this building. A testament to the power of the hand of God. So here's what I want. If you're in a storm, if you're in a season of life and you need the help of the Lord, I want you to lift both hands up. And if you've already experienced the power of the hand of God in that season of life, I just want you to make your way forward right now. And I want us to lay hands on those that are in the storm of life life right now. Come on, all over the building. If you're in a storm, if you're in a season, just lift both of your hands up for me. Just lift both of your hands up for me if you're in a season of life. Now, I wish that somebody would go over and lay hands on these people right now and begin to speak a word of faith into this storm. Begin to speak a word of faith into this season because God is about to do the miraculous in this place all over the house. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hearts. Lift up your voices with me by the authority of the word of God, by the power that's in the name of Jesus. I speak into the storm right now. I speak into the toils of life. I speak into every situation, every sickness, every disease, every attack of finances, every attack of the mind, every attack of the body. And I speak to the storm right now. And we claim that peace shall be had. Victory shall be had right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, there's healing power in the house. There's deliverance in the house he shot come on speak into somebody's situation right now speak victory into the speak victory into it speak victory into it 
in the name of the Lord Jesus in the name of the Lord Jesus peace in every situation peace in every situation healing in every body deliverance in every home deliverance in every mind in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ I wonder if all over this building you would lift up your hands and lift up your voice with those and begin to speak into existence. I will receive my healing. I shall receive my victory. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. somebody out of the storm tonight. He's bringing you out tonight in the name of the Lord Jesus. there's a wind of the Holy Ghost in this building there's a wind of the Holy Ghost in this building he's with you lo I will be with you always even until the end of the earth in the name of the Lord Jesus I don't believe that God's done yet. Somebody just go lay hands on somebody else that's standing next to you and bind together with them in this building that God will do the miraculous. Come on, all over the house, no spectators. Everybody just plug into what God's trying to do in this building tonight. Come on, there's healing, there's restoration. I speak emotional healing right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, even when the storm is raging on. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. We speak it tonight, Lord. We speak it tonight, Lord. We speak it tonight, Lord. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I wonder if you just lift your voice with us and sing this song as a prayer to the Lord tonight. Still, I'll trust you, Jesus. Still I'll follow you, Jesus. Even when I can't see the road, even when I can't see my way, I'll follow your voice, Jesus. I'll call on the name of the Lord. Even when the storm rages on. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Still I'll trust you, Jesus. Still I'll trust you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Come on, can we sing that again together? All over the building, lift up your hands, lift up your voice. Still I will trust you, say still.
Come on, somebody just seek after the voice of the Lord tonight. Somebody seek after his voice tonight.